Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Welcome. Thank you for being here with me. If you're new to this shot glass and you're confused because you clicked on the Two Sober Chicks podcast, what I will tell you is that Lisa and I are the Two Sober Chicks of Two Sober Chicks podcast, but we each have our own shot glass of recovery, which typically, up until COVID that is, each of us would come on for about four minutes and just give a reflection or something regarding recovery for that day. However, when COVID did hit, I made a personal commitment to you all y'all that I would come on here every day or every other day to give a little boost of connection and community to those of you that may be in quarantine or self-isolation and I mean at least here in North America we have not had access to in-person 12-step recovery meetings for going on two months I think it is now I don't even know how much time it's been so I never meant for this to go as long as it did I'm sure nobody did but I'm continuing to do it and it's actually enriching my own recovery and sense of community and connection so thank you for being here with me If you do like my shot glasses and not Lisa's or vice versa, you can go into our playlists and listen to one or the other. I think Lisa has 18 or 20 at this point, and I doubled her. So I think I have 48 at this point. And that way you can listen to either just the shot glasses or you can listen chronologically. Um, Every Friday, Lisa and I release a new podcast. So you have both of ours together to listen to today plus mine. And maybe Lisa will upload one soon. She usually does every Monday. So buckle up, podcast babies, because it might be a long podcast today. And why I'm going to say that is because this has to do with Mother's Day. And it specifically came out when the small group of my closest sisters in sobriety, we had an online meeting today. We have our own closed small group that happens three times a week. And we discuss the program of recovery, but twice during the week we go through the 12 and 12 and discuss a step. And today we discussed step five and a lot of stuff came out about Mother's Day that is so valuable, I think, and really I had so many aha moments. So step five is humbly, wait a second, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. And what it's talking about is the step before step five is our inventory. So we look at harms, fears, resentments, and sex conduct. And after you write all of these inventories, step five is when you sit down with your sponsor and you tell them everything that is on your inventory. However, it does say admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being. So God or your higher power however you choose to refer to your higher power, is brought into this step. And the 12 and 12 is an invaluable recovery tool. If you have it, please refer to it. But if you don't, please go get one. And so it talks about what step five means. And it talks a lot about the grace of God and how healing the experience can be when telling another person all of your deepest, darkest secrets. Some of the things I underlined and focused on was the aspect of humility. Um, It says here on page 58, another great dividend we may expect from confiding our defects to another human being is humility, a word often misunderstood. 
It amounts to a clear recognition of what and who we really are, followed by a sincere attempt to become what we could be. And then it talks about, that's great if you see the defect. That's what we call those underlying issues that make us use. But if we don't do something with it, it's a wasted exercise. Another thing I underlined was how we'd have to have help We'd have to have outside help if we were surely to know and admit the truth about ourselves, the help of God and another human being. And I love how, as a sponsor who's just about to do two-fifth steps with two temporary, new temporary sponsees, it reminded me that before we go into this step, I have to pray and invite God, invite our, our higher power to come into the situation, to give us supernatural love, support, and guidance in this step, because it can be a really difficult step to lay out on the table all of the shame and guilt and things that make us feel yucky about who we are or what we've done. So it really is a step of partnership between three people, God, yourself, and your sponsor. So what came out of this was very interesting in this women's discussion, and it focused on our relationships with our mothers. And I'm so glad I heard these amazing women share because it reminded me of who I'm going to have to take into prayer with me for this weekend. Because to me, Mother's Day is not really a big deal. I was a stepmama, or I, I am. Um, it's sort of very difficult to define because I'm no longer married to my stepdaughter's father. Uh, and it doesn't just stop. Like, I don't stop being her stepmom because I still have an active role in her life. I adore her. It's been very painful to be separated from her. She's now 19. Um, and Mother's Day was always a little weird in that situation because I'm not her mother. Stepparents can sometimes be in this really gray area. And for the stepmothers and stepfathers on Mother's and Father's Day, for those of you who don't get recognized or aren't sure where you fit, God sees your sacrifice. You're, that child in their heart knows that you're a voluntary parent. Um, I understand the struggle. So I don't know if you've ever seen that meme behind every uh, good kid or behind every great kid is a step parent who stepped up. I like that. In sign language, when I studied it for a year, the sign for step parent was fake parent. Um which made me laugh, but step parent can is a parent that has stepped up. And so I see all of you and I thank you for your service in raising children that you may never get any recognition from, but know in your heart that you're amazing. And all of these kids on behalf of all of these kids that were raised by step parents, including myself, I don't refer to my dad as my stepdad because he's always been my dad in my life, but the step anything can be really difficult. So I applaud you and I salute you. Anyways, Mother's Day was always weird for me because I kind of wanted to be recognized, but then I felt guilty when I was recognized. And um, I have a very, I don't want to call it strained, but I guess I will, a strained relationship with my mother who happens to hate Mother's Day, as a lot of women do, because it's a very commercialized, forced holiday. Like my mom always said, don't buy me flowers or take me to dinner on Mother's Day. Do it on another day of the year. And I like that. I agree with that. 
So this discussion in this group dealt a lot with strained relationships with mamas and in this particular situation, daughters. But you can also apply sons to this, although there is a particular kind of relationship that women have with their mothers, just as sons do with their fathers. Um, But this focused on one of my dearest sisters. She lost her mother about a month ago. So this is going to be her first Mother's Day without her mama. There are two women in the group whose mothers have been out of their lives, as in passed on, longer than they were in their lives. And that's a hard memory for them. There are women like me in the group who have an interesting relationship with their mother. Um, a lot of toxic relationships, a lot of mamas who have fractured relationships with their children, some because of their alcoholism, some not, who aren't sure if they're going to hear from their kid or their kid blames them a lot for what happened during their lives. So it really hit home to me how valuable the fourth and fifth step were for me in particular, because in my fourth step, I saw how much pain I had around my mom. I had always blamed my dad and had issues with my dad. And it wasn't until until I started examining in my fourth step, all of the hurt and pain in my relationship with my mom, because I wanted a nurturing mom. I wanted a mom that hugged and kissed me and told me she loved me and missed me. And, um, nurtured me. I never had that soft place to fall if I had a bad day. None of that. And I tried as a little girl. I would ask her questions to try and draw her into dialogue. Um, I loved getting sick because that's when my mom would really take care of me. So even as an adult today, when I start to get sick, I have this inner excitement because my mom would buy me magazines and bring me tea and food in bed. And I had asthma as a kid. So um, when I got sick, it was very serious. And we had a machine with a mask and she would have to very carefully measure out saline and Ventolin and put it in the mask and come and check on me. And I would get kind of like high off of the medication and really shaky and she would put her hands on me and those are good memories for me I love those memories so as an adult um in when I was drinking I would have to drink a lot to call my mom I would have to drink a lot to cope with how come I wasn't getting from my mom what I wanted but now in recovery Even though right now my parents aren't really communicating with me, I will, without hesitation or any bad feelings, I will call my mom on Mother's Day. I will tell her I love her. I will thank her for being my mother. Um, I also always call my grandmother and uh, call my sister and give cards to them because my sister gave me my niece so I will forever. I was there the moment my mom, my sister became a mother in the um, delivery room. So I will always thank my sister for that. And um, so in this fourth step is when I did all of this examining of my pain. And then the fifth step, I told another human being. And then I got to go on into the rest of the action steps and ask God to help me soften those places so that I could move forward from the pain into acceptance and forgiveness and love. And that is the miracle and magic of our program, which I wish everyone, you know, one of my life goals is to bring 12-step talks into everywhere, into churches, into hospitals, 
because I've just seen so many people healed by it. I've seen so many addicts. Like I have friends who were in, in I call them insane asylums, but like psych wards. Um, I have friends who were homeless and had flip-flops embedded in their feet and were deemed um, schizophrenic. Uh friends that committed suicide and shouldn't be alive. Like the stories go on and on. Friends, well, not friends, someone I know who committed a murder and a blackout. (laughs) That's random and disturbing. Um, But if you had suffered from blackouts, as most of us have, as I did, it's terrifying to know that your body and brain and your bot walked around the earth and said and did things and other people thought you were there and you were not and you don't remember it. But I've seen people who were helpless, hopeless, degenerates of society, unsuccessful in so many areas of their life, broken and battered, come out of it because of this program and go on to live not just like a contributing member of society, healthy, normal lives, but like extraordinary lives. So if you want that change for yourself, I'm telling you, it's right at your fingertips. Walk into a 12-step meeting. Call your local 12-step office. Reach out to people. I mean, there's no excuse anymore. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, online groups. Just go for it. And I want to end. This is way shorter than I thought it would be. I want to end this pre-Mother's Day message just to say, If you don't have a perfect relationship with your mother, which, I mean, I don't know anybody that does, but if this holiday is causing you grief and sadness, it's okay to lament that. But know that whatever the lack is from your relationship with your mother, I am proof, and many of the people I know are proof, that you can almost fill that lack to 100%. You will never fill it 100% because nothing replaces your mama. But you can fill and find love if you pray for it, if you look for it, if you ask to be shown it, that mama love all around you. I happen to have a best friend. I have two besties. I'm very lucky. Embarrassment of riches. One of my besties is 6D. 60? I always get this wrong. 60 or 61? I am 42 or 3. I have no idea. I think I'm turning 43 next month. But anyways, she is my best friend, but she has given me such a mama love. And I have had women sponsors that have been mama love. And I have gotten to love my niece and my stepdaughter which took time, by the way, like I wanted my mother to love me. So sometimes the lack of what you receive is given to you as a gift when you can give it to someone else. So no, it's okay. It's totally normal to feel down, to feel depressed, to lament, to wish, to have your heart break wide open because you want a relationship with your mother or you want your children to have a relationship with you as a mother in a specific way that you, for whatever reason, were not blessed with in this lifetime. And no, this is the pastor coming out in me. Know that God is right alongside with you in all of this. God, whether it's male or not, God is parent love. God is mother and father love. And I assure you that your higher power not only is close to you, but in moments of pain and suffering is even closer to you than usual. 
So lean into the pain. Ask it what it can show you. If it shows you nothing but sadness, it's okay. And if you want a memorial to your mama that's not here, or even a mama that's here and you don't have contact with, one of the ladies in the group said something so beautiful. I think all of us cried at this moment. Her mother's no longer here. And so what she does on Mother's Day is she gets a balloon and she ties a card to it and she lets it go. And there are many beautiful little rituals we can have to do those little things that no one will see but will be important to your heart and healing. So I encourage you to do that if this is a Mother's Day that is difficult for you. And I'm sorry if it is. If it isn't, party on, man. Have a great time with your mother. Enjoy your kids' cards and good wishes and hugs and kisses. Please soak it up for me. If you would soak that up for me and all of us who don't have that, that would be the biggest gift we could receive. And I thank you for that. So I will most likely speak to you probably on Mother's Day too. Maybe a reading I'll find somewhere will be nice, but I honestly just let God guide me through my heart in what I discuss with you. I never plan it. I get an idea and I'm like, oh, like I literally stopped a a phone chat just now because I was laughing about the masks my niece is making for her dollies are like, they're like in the style of Halloween, like the horror movie, like the Jason mask. So she'll put on her little, my niece will put on her little face mask and then she'll make this like horrific, terrifying mask for her dollies, which she thinks looks great, but they're fucking nightmarish. And I was laughing about it with my sister. And then all of a sudden, it just made me remember Mother's Day. And then I thought to my meeting today. And then I went, oh, shit, I got to go record a podcast. So off to my little studio off of my bedroom I am on my floor. I thank you for tuning in with me. I absolutely love being with you. And I'll talk to you soon. Hold up. Wait a minute. I made a mistake. Well, I didn't make a mistake. I mean... First of all, this is like the first time I've ever done this, where I have finished recording a podcast, went to upload it and realized that there's something major missing. And what I neglected to mention, because I'm still not used to all of this COVID stuff, is like who in the hell is going to be able to go spend Mother's Day with their family unless they live with them, which is a whole bunch of us. So that notion of like sucking up all the beautiful love and hugs and kisses for those of us that can't do it, most of us are not going to be able to do it. And I'm really sorry, especially for those of us who have parents who are ill or in aging healthcare facilities where we don't know if our parents are going to be able, if we reschedule a Mother's Day, to get together with us. I'm really sorry, and that sucks, and there's nothing else to be said about it other than it fucking sucks, and I'm sorry. So, you know, when we come into recovery, the reason we hang on to that serenity prayer is because listen to the wisdom in it. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference and I believe that right now that first line about acceptance is the only thing 
that makes any damn sense right now in this whole situation of not making sense because acceptance doesn't mean you agree with it. It just means you see it for what it is and you deal with it accordingly. And in this case, accordingly might be, like I said earlier, crying, maybe a little ritual, um, writing a letter, looking into your heart for what it wants to say and letting yourself say it. So we're getting through it one day at a time. I'm sorry. It sucks. And that's where I'll leave it. I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. And I will most absolutely be talking to you tomorrow and the next day. Thank you for being with me.